Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hello, yeah. welcome back. Episode 36. Man, we're, uh, we're getting old. I like it. It's true, man. We've been doing this for less than a year, and we're already up to episode 36, so pretty good times, man. 2014 kind of is the year of the podcast. It's true. At least for me, because, I mean, podcasts have been around for a while, you know? It's not a new thing, but I feel like kind of everyone and their f***ing mom's got a podcast now, and 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 I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, this year is when I uh, got a job in the mailroom of my my, uh, workplace, so I just been listening to podcasts i kind of got taken over by podcasts listen to music obviously still but most of my work day is like a just a revolving schedule of podcasts that i listen to all right before we dive down the rabbit hole my name is ian that's kevin what's up ryan the beard just got back from the airplane yo from louisiana he's been up for like fifty thousand fucking hours in a row yep. new orleans tired and max long's here too what's going on yo all right, so, yeah, man, podcast. I actually uh, just, for the last few days, I've been trimming a lot of weed. So that's what I've been doing is listening to podcasts. I kind of took a page out of your book. Which podcast you've been checking I, out? The first one I got into was the Jamie Josta podcast. Oh, yeah. I listened to a bunch of those. I started with the Mick Foley one. Listened to the Rob Halford one today. Sweet. Uh, I don't know. The Ice-T one was pretty good. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them on there, and uh, he's hasn't been doing it that much longer than we have, really. No, he hasn't. He's great though because it just it's like a conversation. Yeah, it's totally yeah down to earth. It's very natural. It's awesome. Um, I think the my favorite of the from the past year is totally not metal, but it's one called Serial, and it's probably the most famous podcast. But uh, it was number one for for as long as it was going. It was NPR podcast, and it was just uh, one story over uh, twelve weeks. It was this lady talking about a, uh, a missing person trial um, and a murder trial, and it was really interesting. So check it out if you're into the CSI kind of stuff, um, but it's real life, and at yeah. the end, it's it's kind of a bummer. So. It's real. It's true, but it, it's it's f***ing awesome, and I binge, you know, you binge watch shows on yeah, Netflix totally. and stuff. I totally binge listened. I just listened straight through, couldn't get enough of it, and the guy I, I ride to work with was like, what the f***? Bro, because he would catch like random episodes. He wouldn't listen to it in sequence. He was just he was like, <laughs> oh, he "God damn it!" <laughs> episode number four. Exactly. So that's cool. I have to check that one out. Totally. Hey, uh, uh, Max, what podcast you listen to, man? Serial. Yeah. I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. It was a real. It was a real fucking bummer at first. Yeah. But then after the first episode, you're like, I give it another chance, and you get sucked in. And they're short too. They're like within an hour. Yeah, how long are, how long are they? Maybe like 30, 45 minutes? Yeah, it varies, 30 to 32 an hour. Yeah. So have you been doing, you're still doing the Pants Party no. podcast? No. No, you no, said, no. You said F no to that one? No, once everyone, like, everyone shattered the image for me, and they're like, dude, it's really f-ing corny. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Who Thanks, called it guys. corny? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that wasn't on it? Yeah. Well. That's awesome. And I thank them. Now you got to do something else, man. <laughs> Dude, we're going to start something else. That's, that's what 
Time to get weird oh, with Max God. and the Beard. Honestly, this is a weird <laughs> idea, but I don't know if Ian, I don't know if you have enough time. I think that you and Tim should do a weed podcast. I would be totally down. The weed cast. We could get serious. Green cast. I think there needs to be a series of 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 like offshoot podcasts. That Ian needs to do the weed cast. Me and Cody from 107.7 The End. We're going to do a wrestling podcast. There you go. And you guys could do a. <clears throat> you get Steve the producer. We're just going to get weird. A weirdo we podcast. A weird yeah. podcast. You already have a name for it, man. Yeah, dude. Do you know how many f***ing sponsors you could get if you had a weed cast? Dude, that's like, the thing. Between Tim and I, we could get actually some pretty big name, you know, players in the, in the, weed, the weed game. Thing, you know. But you guys are big players in the weed game. Don't don't fool yourself. Well, I'm, that's what I mean. We could get <laughs> we could get actually interesting people in here, not just like fucking Joe Juggalo who's selling dime sacks down in Auburn. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you but should that's get who Joe I do want to listen to. That's what I want to hear. God damn it! No, you know, weed game's hard, son. You know what? And I'm gonna bring <laughs> this up sex. just because he is a Juggalo. Oh, but one God. of my favorite podcasts, to be He's honest, real? is a guy named Kevin Gill. He does a fucking awesome podcast. Now this guy did a started a record record label in 1995 Ooh. called Dignified Bastard and he put out the first Vision of Disorder EP. Okay. And he was super into he was he was actually in the first New York hardcore documentary uh, and I remember watching it and seeing him and uh, over the years he got really into Insane Clown Posse <laughs> through the video game Backyard Wrestling. Wow. Uh, because he worked for Rockstar Games and so he got them in there. Uh, he's he's like a hardcore dude. He's super into pro wrestling and he's a juggalo. So CM Punk actually quoted it was quoted is saying he is the definition of unity. He is so <laughs> weird. He's super. He has uh, episodes with Violent J, Mick Foley, X Pac, Freddie Madball, Vision of Disorder, uh, dude from H Two O. Like it's it's really fucking crazy. But weird. I love it. And you know, as much as as weird as they are, the guys from Insane Clown Posse are really funny to listen to when they're interviewed. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it, this is where I'm the odd man out because the only podcasts that I really listen to are Kevin Smith's Smodcast. Oh, that's a great one, which too. I love. He, he's always hysterical and he's always he's usually pretty spot on. And I, mm. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I'm a big movie buff, so that kind of works for me. And I listen to that and the weekly Above and Beyond podcast. My thing podcast, is like so I, I get my EDM on while I'm restreaming oh my guitars and God cleaning my house, and that's all. See, I See, I just I can't use iTunes, man. It just like it's against my ethos as like a technological creation. You use Stitcher. I, that's the thing. I'm going to have to find, now that I'm kind of getting sucked into it, I something use, that puts them all together for me. I'm an Android guy, so I use this thing called Podcast Addict, and that's just a regular podcast catcher or whatever. Stitcher kind of sucked, to be honest. It wouldn't uh, update fast enough for me. I don't know. There's kind of nerd talk, but... Uh good times man Whatever, i mean dude. we're on a podcast this is kind of meta right now that's we're okay. on a podcast <laughs> talking about podcasts that we listen to that's, Whoa, a, that's cool man, man. we're just giving some uh, respect Got, where respect is due nothing nothing wrong with a little mark Marin though too in your life he's he's very self-deprecating and funny so oh, the ice tea podcast is hilarious I'll oh the, the the next level or something uh, yeah, like that final final level. i yeah. just listened to the one with cool keith oh man it's fucking it's awesome. And then another one I listened to is called Juan Epstein, and it's from these two dudes uh, on Hot 97 in New York, and it's a hip-hop, underground hip-hop one, but they are f***ing hilarious. The guy named, his name's Cypher Sounds, uh, and Pete Rosenberg. So shout-outs to Pete Rosenberg. I feel Have like you ever heard of Brilliant Idiots with um, Charlemagne the God and that other guy? No. no. Dude, Brilliant Idiots. That's... Brilliant that's Idiots? Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I find nice. I feel like I want to find somebody who's got like a really raunchy ass like sports podcast where they say fucked up shit that you can't say. Uh, what's it called? Um, There's got to be something. The Scal- out there. Sklar brothers do a good one. 
Okay. Yeah, they they have a really good one, and then Chael Sonnen has one called "Thank You" or "You'll Thank Me Later." I think okay. uh, he was the former UFC guy. Oh, that's okay. There you and go. he just talks so much. Uh, he got busted for um, <laughs> performance enhancing drugs, so he can't oh, yeah. be, can't be doing UFC for so a while. So you know he's got a little dirt on his collar. <laughs> and then, that's cool. uh, yeah, I, then I could go off and for an hour about pro wrestling podcast, but no one wants to hear that. So all right, well, let's. Uh, what we should do, I think, right now is get into some of the news from the week. Yay! Okay, and then we'll kind of uh, recap 2014. It's been a, an awesome year of metal and existence on planet Earth once again. So, gentlemen, what should we start off the news with this week, the final week of 2014? Well, uh, the band Ghost from Sweden is going to be working on a new album. They have a new album due out in 2015. No real details other than uh, it's just... Uh, the nameless ghouls are are added again. They said that we would just like to tell you we're all currently crafting a new album to be released next year, and we can't wait to shed some light on the details about it. So, have we ever found out? Has there ever been a legit leak on who any of those guys actually are? There's uh, rumors as to who they are, but nothing like nothing, concrete, like the okay. Slipknot unmasked, <laughs> right? Or the guy just posted the fucking <laughs> name of everyone in the band on Instagram. He got fired, probably. Yeah, I guarantee. Oh, yeah, probably. St- Dragged out back, too. You never know. So Ghost is working on some new things. Rings of Saturn announced that they have a new guitarist. We've been talking for the last couple weeks about the back and forth between those two guys on the internet, as it is 2014 and all. But they have uh, Joel Oman's left the band, and they have a replacement, uh, a guy named Miles Baker, and he played in a band called Interloper. I don't know anything about this guy, but... It's, and they say that he's a pretty ripping guitar player. So if you're going to be in Rings of Saturn, you at least have to know how to play some fucking <laughs> guitar. But the thing is, is wasn't that guy saying that the main guy doesn't know how to play him? Like he writes him and then makes other people play him and doesn't even learn? Well, what he was they were claiming is that he writes, he's like a studio guy. So oh, he would okay. write each song riff by riff. He's a studio gangster like Dr. Dre. record it piece by piece and then couldn't actually replicate it in reality, you know? Ryan ruined it for me. I was so stoked about it. He was like, yeah, they don't even do it. They can't even do it live, man. They suck. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, like, I don't like that band, Like, man. the moment you brought this up, it made me really, like, thanks, well, Ryan. Why well, they, not? Well, why not? What, what, what they do is, uh, they, they Pro use Tools, the, baby. They use this, uh, this method of recording, and, um, they, basically what happens is everything you play into Pro Tools, you record at halftime. And, and then uh, you just it, double it. And well, it's it's uh, it's sped up. It Pro Tools has a function that allows you to record at halftime. Right. And so when you go into full, when you hit it to record in full time, or when you speed it back up, it's it sounds normal. And that's that's actually a thing that Dragon Force was doing for a really long period of, course. of time. And uh, Rings of Saturn was like, oh, this is a thing that we can do for stuff and things. And now I'm, I'm not saying that those dudes can't play their instruments. I mean, obviously, they're very proficient at their instruments. Well, they're but good songwriters, at least. Yeah, and they're great songwriters. And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take that away from in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, I, I just think, you know. It's like watching re- Guitar Hero Live. If you can really do Pretty it, much. record it that way, you know? I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Put up or shut up, and you know Computers. I, I, I've seen that band quite a few live, quite a few times, and I have yet to see them really actually pull it off. So, uh, uh, fair enough. Uh, start putting dollar bills in their g strings, and maybe they'll start giving a sh. Holler. Ooh. So a band that is a lot less technical, but 
I'd say I like them a lot more. Uh, is a band called Harm's Way from Chicago. These dudes uh, are going to be coming out with a new record on March 10th. It's called Rust, and it's pretty basic artwork. It's just a white cover with a it says Rust in huge orange rusty letters. And uh, it was actually recorded at Bricktop Recordings by the dude who did Dead in the Dirt and Weekend Nachos. It was mixed at God City by Kurt Ballou, and uh, it was mastered by Brad at Audio Siege, who did Obituary and Nails. And uh, it's apparently going to combine some industrial stuff, some really? metal and hardcore. Are they going to pull in, in Yo, flames? I, I like Harm's Way. I'm, I have high hopes for this. I, I hope it's good, man. And lots and lots of deadlifts. He sounds like he's shitting and, yeah, lifting like a 500-pound barrel over his head at the same time. Like Quit doing crunches on the squat rack, mother Like his anus just prolapsed. <laughs> That's kind of just what it reminds me. Anal prolapse? That's a good grindcore band. <clears throat> I want to hear a band called Prolapse. That's a great band Start name. one. <laughs> we could, that's what we can call the Metal Shop band. There you go, Prolapse. Uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of hardcore, it, then you would know of Me, band me. Called <laughs> No Warning from Canada, from Toronto. Uh, they haven't been around for quite some time. They're going to be playing their first North American show in almost 10 years. Their last show was in Quebec City in 2005. It's gonna be uh, April 10th at the Game Changer at Game Changer World in <laughs> New, in New Jersey. Is it like a game? Is that like an arcade place? I hope so, dude. That would be awesome. I hope they play Suffer Survive all the way through. Uh, yeah. I'd be <laughs> what, cool with that. Are they gonna go back to their like ill blood sound? Or are they gonna kind of mix it up and do some Suffer, suffer Survive? Know. Here's what they have to say. <clears throat> On April 10th, no warning. We'll play our first North American show in 10 years. The state of the world and our system of life is as ugly as ever, and it's time to express are discussed in the one way we know how. It's been a strange journey for our band, but we feel very blessed that people still get down with our music. Come April 2015 on the Jersey Shore, we will share that appreciation. The full lineup with some new and old friends will be announced a little later. It will not disappoint. Still ill. So, no warning, coming back. Going to get your wig split in the pit, bitch. Righteous. Well, uh, Shadows Fall is uh, not really that busy. Um, they put out a record every what, every three years or so. That would almost that would be one that was on the borderline of bands that kind of called it quits this year. Actually, yeah. Um, well, the drummer Jason Bittner has joined an old school band by the name of Flotsam and Jetsam, and uh, he's now yeah he's replacing a dude named Kelly Smith who's departed Flotsam and Jetsam. And uh, he said that he's been a Flotsam and Jetsam fan for decades. Are you all right, dude? Sorry, dude. All right, Max is just like Max over is there. choking over here. Choking on that hit. <laughs> uh, he's been a fan of Flotsam and Jetsam for fan for decades. He's uh, been following the band around the East Coast in the 80s and 90s. So apparently he was such a diehard that he followed them around. And uh, now it's pretty sweet that he gets to join the band. It's like Rockstar, except on a much lower, lower, lower <laughs> level. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one band called Attila. I'm not really up on them. The, didn't the fucking guy from Attila uh, win that MTV Make Me and Made? Yeah, that, it was like the show? he wanted Made? to be the singer of a band. And didn't your band open for Attila? Or yeah. was it Chelsea Grin? Both. It was both? Oh, God. Both. In Detroit, Michigan. Jesus. I could go on. That's a long story. Right? Tell us. Well, I, uh, okay. captive audience. I'll make a long story short. Basically, we were in Detroit. We didn't have a show that day. So Harrison, in all of his smooth-talking, sly f***ing weaselness, walk, we just walked up to the show at like 3 or 4 p.m., you know, before anybody had gotten there. It was just like the bands and the venue had just opened. 
And he walked in and he's like, hey, we're on tour from Seattle. You know, we don't have a show today. Can we get on this bill? And it was American Me, Attila, <laughs> Chelsea Grin, and and uh, Hell and Hell came after or something like that was the name of the band. And Hell followed with, I think is what it was. It was really bad, dude. <laughs> but we didn't have a show to play, and it kind of made sense because you know kids, they're like, oh, I'm gonna mosh. I'm and hanging out at the mall all day and gonna go see American Me after that. But we were there and it was so fucking weird because there was like 14 year old girls walking around with like 40 ounces. What? Just in the venue. And we were like, dude. It Detroit, was, what? If you haven't been to, and I was, that was Detroit in like 2007. And literally the venue was the only thing in the area. There was a construction up and down the street and the rest was just boarded up buildings and shitty like dollar stores and thrift stores. It was fucking sketchy, dude. I just hung out by like a, a a drain culvert and just smoked weed and played Game Boy. <laughs> it was fucking tight. Wow. Anyway, the show was weird, and all of those bands were garbage. We didn't get paid anything, and I stole a bunch of gear from Attila. So good. Yeah. All I still right. have some of their chords and some of it. Well, before we get into this news story, <laughs> let's just say that this band is super ignorant, and they are like yeah, one of that's why I don't feel bad about it. The four front runners of like straight up. I mean, if you thought Emir was ignorant, these guys are just bring it to a whole nother level. They, Thanks, MTV made the singer Lordzilla the first, as he's known on Twitter. Good God! He started a company that is called Stay Sick and its clothing line, and he makes these women's hoodies <clears> that say, "Don't be a." bitch in humongous <laughs> letters and it's a bunch of little girls like wearing it on his twitter that he's retweeting there's this girl that said <laughs> for, on christmas she said about to buy some stay sick sh now that i have some money she has three hundred dollars in her hand his what? shirts all say don't give a f no no care suck my f yeah there's literally uh, an ipod case that says suck my f 16 year old me loves that sh what are you kidding? Shut I know. 22 year old, you love you. this. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's 23. <clears throat> 23, sorry. So, yeah, and then they were bouncing, uh, like, as, a, as if anybody fucking really gives a shit about either one of these bands, but Senses <laughs> Fail and Attila were firing back and forth on oh, uh, shit. Twitter. Uh, but yeah, they use the word f all the time. I mean, like, okay, I was just talking to Benny from El Corazon about this today. And he was talking about there was another band that he just saw at El Corazon because he sees a lot of bands there because he bartends. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, man, you can't just drop a fucking F-bomb. The bomb Yeah. On stage anymore. It, in fact, you can't even say that at all. It, in fact, I'm going to bleep it out later on, you know. You can't say f You just can't. It's it's like saying Are you Sebastian Bach? Right. Like, what the fuck? Are you Sebastian Are you Bach from the 80s? Yeah. It's come on, dude, Axl like, Rose? Yeah. You, and you can't use it in a record that comes out in 24, especially in a place like... Seattle. Right. Or anywhere on the West Coast or anywhere with anybody who's got a fucking half a brain in their fucking head. Just don't be an asshole. So pretty much anywhere but Alabama. Anyway, we're basically just calling them out because there has been a, a legitimate uh, change.org petition to prevent Attila from performing at the newly announced 2015 Skate and Surf Festival going on in Good. New Jersey, which is going to be a cool festival. But you know it's bad when you have to f and there's a fucking petition launched against you because you suck. Stop being a fucking band. Can we just please, please, just stop. 
fuck you. Anyway. Eat a dick. Wait, that's kind of homophobic. Isn't it? Oh, well. No, it's cannibalistic. Well, eat a book? It's yeah, cannibalistic, like, not Chew homophobic. on it and swallow it, too. Suck a c- Yeah. Okay. Either way, f*** <laughs> you, Attila. We hope you get banned, but you won't, and you'll continue to make f***ing music and sell your f***ing stupid-ass t-shirts to 16-year-old girls Maybe until they... you get in trouble for molesting children. Maybe they just go it's, missing. It's only time, man. You know? It's only time. Dude, I'm calling it. Sometime within the next five years, one of those dudes is going to get a massive lawsuit for screwing around with an underage chick. Right? I mean, and the, un, and the unfunny truth of that, it probably is that, like, at that point, it will have happened for so long that it's already too late. They'll get an old life ruiner. Seriously, though, like, f- that band. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. If you're a fan of that band, A, you know, we're not trying to insult you or your musical taste or whatever. B... Think a little harder about the shit that you're, you know, consuming. You know, that's that's all. That's all. Just and be conscious. Listen to metal shop. Yeah. Just stop. We'll give you some alternatives. There you go. And uh, here's one of them. A band called Obscura. Really f***ing sick. Um, they actually just uh, commenced pre-production for their next album. And uh, it's a uh, follow-up to 2011's Omnivium. So it's been a while. Yeah. Aren't those the one or two of the guys from Necrophagist? Yeah. And uh, and in the meantime, while we're waiting for that record... Yeah, they, they've decided... Well, it's old members of Necrophagist that probably got tired of waiting around. Yeah, I think that's... Isn't that why they started that band? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Sweet. I'm glad to hear from it. Something new from them. Obscura. All right. So uh, last so year, right was now. it 2013 or was it late 2012 when we heard, had Mark Eglinton on the show? I think it was 2012. 2012, yeah. 2012, and he was the one who ghost writ, wrote Rex Brown's autobiography. Oh, from yeah. Pantera. He has some interesting backstage stories about that one. I've been talking to Mark for the last few weeks, just kind of off and on, just saying hi, just maintaining a relationship, and the guy is really, really awesome, and I am incredibly... I'm really, really looking forward to being able to talk to him on the phone or getting him in the studio to talk about his newest project, which is titled Confessions of a Heretic, the Sacred and the Profane, Behemoth and Beyond, the new autobiography from Behemoth's frontman Nergal. It's going to be awesome, and it's coming out March 19th, so you all know what to get me for my birthday. I think Mark can hook that up. I hope so. Mark, where you at? Where you at? But we yeah. gotta have him up in the studio. We gotta get him in here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the official truth, one hundred and one proof with the inside story of Pantera was Rex with Rex Brown was his last book. It was awesome. I sat down and read it. All right, guys, I read a book. Holy! Shit. I know. God. It had to be about metal though. <laughs> right. But yeah, Adam Nergaldarsky, man. Yeah, yeah. He said he wasn't really like giving. I was trying to like get him to give me some of the inside info, but he was just saying that he is one of the like uh, most well spoken. Guys that he's ever talked to, so I really look forward to seeing what uh, kind of insight he's got. Guys, nice. He's been through a lot of shit, man. Your guy's been through some sh- real shit. Well, he did have cancer, but he got through it. Yeah, I mean, with that, the help of Satan. That and being afraid of like going to jail for the rest of your life because your actual government says that you can't rip up a Bible on. You can't state. be a heretic. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's uh, you know, it's like us playing. Deicide, and then Washington State sheriffs coming and going. All right, guys, you're going to jail. <laughs> what? Like, what? Really? I mean, not do we? Not only do we play like Deicide, but we also say some pretty, you know, pretty uh, intense things like Christian crushers and whatnot. Right. So, speaking of which, Deicide actually just announced this week that they already have a couple of songs lined up, framed out for a new record. Nice. 
Um, remember that time we took bong rips with Steve Steve Ashim in uh, in our living room? It was good times. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Steve, their drummer, announced that uh, they got picked up for another record, so they're going to start working on some new stuff. Already got a couple of songs framed out. They're going to be busy all through next year for the next couple of years. It looks like they're going to have a record and some more shows. So Deicide's uh, carrying on the anti sermon for the next few years. The anti-sermon, I like that. Uh, so Bloodbath is right now, if you want to check out something interesting from their, it's not their newest record, but it's an alternate mix of a song from their new record called Beyond Cremation. You can head all over to Decibel Magazine's website, and they're streaming it, and if you are a subscriber, you'll get the actual flexi vinyl. What's Beyond Cremation? Is that like uh, smoking someone's ashes? Yeah. You're going to smoke your ashes. Yeah, dude. That needs to be a Cannabis Corpse song. I don't know. Anyway. I think uh, Max is interested now. He He's like, what? Pe- uh, parked up I a little snort. bit. Can I, can I snort? <laughs> yeah, can I, yeah. That's beyond cremation. going to snort my dust? Yeah. Snort it. It'll f*** you up. It's f***ed up, bro. Uh, you know, another band that looks like it's kind of uh, having some troubles here towards the end of the year. Broken Hope announced this week that they're parting ways with their bass player, Sean Glass, and guitar player, Chuck Webfer. Bummer. Uh, just a couple of years after they kind of got things back together and uh, set up a reunion run and a couple of new records. So um, they have, uh, they're not a part of Broken Hope anymore, but it says that they do already have two new members, Matt Aslatka from Chimera, who was uh, getting ready to be drafted by somebody because Chimera is obviously not doing anything, and Diego Soria from a band called Disgorge. Yeah. So Broken Hope's carrying on, man. That's awesome. Just changing things up a little bit. So uh, why don't we go over some of the uh, m- biggest news stories and coolest stuff from 2014? Let's do it. Let's talk about some of the things that uh, this ha- that happened this year and kind of work our way down from the beginning. <clears throat> Just some of the events uh, uh, from January. Uh, in January 6th, Benighted announced they were going to lose their bass player Eric Lombard, and Alexis Liu was his replacement. So there's some Benighted stuff. And they put out a great record this year, too. On January 6th, the same day, Yossi Sasi released an official statement Yossi in, w- Sassi. in which he announced he would part ways with Orphan Land. Orphan Land, an incredible band, but he said he wanted to quote-unquote focus on new dreams. One band that broke up this year, Brutal Truth, uh, came to an end because uh, January in January, their bass player Dan Lilker, who also was at Nuclear Assault and Anthrax at one point, uh, announced that he was going to be retiring from music full-time. On his 50th birthday, which was in October, so that was the last uh, Brutal Truth show also. So instead of replacing uh, Dan, Brutal Truth, kind of in an act of solidarity, which is, you know, I in my opinion, garners a huge amount of respect, uh, they, they hung it up. And uh, after a long time, Brutal Truth called it quits. Brutal breakup. Yep. The right way. On January 26th, Black Sabbath's God is Dead won this year's Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance. It was their first Grammy Award in 14 years since their live version of Iron Man won the same category. God is dead. Yeah, so. <clears throat> oh, did you? Uh, yeah. the <clears throat> One of my favorite compilation records that came out this year was the uh, This Is Your Life, the tribute to, to Dio with, uh, you know, obviously Metallica got in on it, Halford, Corey Taylor. Rainbow in the Dark, obviously that Kill Switch Engage cover, that was in February. 
If you don't have it yet, go get it. On March 17th, it was announced that Angela Gossow had left Arch Enemy, oh, but yes. would remain as the band's manager, which is an interesting move. Uh, so she'll probably still be making that money. She is replaced by Alyssa White Glues, former vocalist of The Agonist. And uh, on the same day, The Agonist announced they parted ways with Alyssa and that Vicky Pasarkis had taken over their new vocalist. It's like they have this training camp. Everybody just got bumped Female up. metal vocalist. And then, <laughs> also, not on the same time frame, but then Jeff Loomis later on f- joined Arch Enemy. So, yeah. hell yeah, dude. Big moves. In June, Exodus announced that they were getting rid of Rob Dukes and they were rejoining with Steve Souza, from, who was their original Exodus and... and uh, a singer of a bunch of other bands, but he's now he's back. So we got Steve back in Exodus. In August, uh, mid-August, Phil and Selmo announced that, super, announced that Super Joint Ritual would reunite for Housecore Horror Film Festival under the name Super Joint. No ritual. Super Joint. I could go for a Super Joint. Let's see. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, late November, Sean Drover and Chris Broderick both left Megadeth citing musical differences and desires to pursue their own interests. And they actually just this week uh, announced that they're going to be starting a new band Yeah, t- together. It's going to be like Megadeth without Dave. Basically, they straight up <laughs> said, they were like, hey, we have a bunch of songs that we had written for the new Megadeth record. Dave apparently didn't like it or wherever it was going, and they were like, well, f*** it. We'll just write a record anyway. Damn. <laughs> Let's see who does it better, Dave. And get, Mo- a, get another guy named Dave. Motley Crue announced they will embark on a farewell tour, and they did, and uh, apparently it was awesome. But they, according to singer Vince Neil, are continuing on. They won't split up, dude. Let it go. Everyone else let wants it go, to. Bro, let it go. Let's talk about some of our favorite shows that went down this year, man. There's a there's a so many that I guarantee you I've had an awesome time at, but just. F- in spacing on because there were so many of them. It it's kind of a blur of <clears throat> it's kind of a hazy blur of Studio 7 and Elko and Highline, yeah. <laughs> and a little Highline. peppering of uh, Showbox in there too. Yeah. Ryan, you probably have gone to the most amount of shows. Uh you played out of all the most shows, damn. Yeah, I, I I don't remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the memory of a goldfish. Well, that's why we sucked. wrote some down here. Yeah, oh, we got yeah. A, we got oh, a few. Well. Let's uh, let's I mean let's go backwards in time, starting with that pre-show, man. It's a Tacoma Dome. Kevin uh kind of gave up his tickets to to us so we could go down there and yeah. he could hold down yeah, metal shop. Thanks, dude. That rule. Yeah, it was well, you're awesome. welcome. Yeah, Kevin. I never. He was got like, to "Fine, properly... you guys need to get the f- out of here anyway." Yeah, yeah. I never got to properly thank you for that, man. Much appreciated. Yeah, that, that, it was a great show, of, man. That was one of those ones where yeah, you Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, at least you got to do I'm Metal Shop and play metal on the radio yeah, for a bunch it was of fun. cool people. I had a good time. But uh, they definitely set the bar, dude. Priest kind of just was like, yeah, this is how you fucking play a metal show. No over-the-top stupid frills. The basic cool shit. They rode their fucking 1989 Harley Davidson out on stage. Hellbent for Leather, you know, all the classics. And... Uh, Dude, yeah, Halford's definitely still got it, to say the least. My favorite show of the year was last March with Carcass and Gore Guts and Noisem at the Showbox Market for the Decibel Tour of the Year. <laughs> that that show was f***ing incredible. Ruled. Dude, Gore Guts kind of stole the show for me on that one. That band rules. That, yeah. that yeah. band is so good. Yeah, it's just kind of a band that I really hadn't given the time of day to before that, and after seeing that, I was just, wow. blown, Just blown the f*** away, man. Yeah, did you guys hear uh, Luke, their guitarist Luke, ended up getting in touch with Dusty Peterson? Really? 
Yeah, after that conversation in the car, talking about the uh, bloodbath <laughs> Talking bath about the artwork, yeah. Yeah, the Bloodbath album cover. Yeah, that's, that's Did awesome. Anything right. end up, do you know if anything I, I, ended up? I don't know if anything came of it. We'll have to ask him. But, man, that's, I'm glad that actually ended up panning out. Uh, Amana Marth. And oh yeah! Headlining at El Corazon. Packed. That was tight. That was really, really uncomfortable yes, show. Dude, Literally, that was tight. Nut to butt, front of stage. Nut the to merch butt, booth, nice. man. But that's one of those things where, thankfully, we've known everybody that works at El Corazon, and they know we're cool enough that we can kind of just sneak around the side. <laughs> really? I'm just joking. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, what? I've been missing out on this. I'm just joking. <laughs> what else? Uh, w- w- uh, Mayhem Fest, Cannibal Corpse body count set. Oh yeah, that oh, was man. insane. Listening to that Ice T podcast today made me. Yeah, it was great. And he was talking about. He's like, hey man, I kind of follow the climate of music, and he's like, I'm not really feeling hip hop and R and B right now. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to move on with body count. You know, he's gonna be doing some more body count stuff. So we'll see. It fits him though. It's like we saw him live this summer. Oh, he killed it. The dude is that dude's scary. Like, yeah, oh yeah. I see him on TV. I'm like, no. He looks like he'll fuck you up. He will. Like, he's like he's Ice T. He is the OG. He's like a bro from he the yard. He coined the term OG. Yo, Max, do you think you could take Ice T? No, <laughs> not right now. No. What what would happen if you tried to take on Ice T? I'd die. I would just get murdered. Well, How- first of all, you talk a little. Shit. Then you'd get a little shot. I would get a lot <laughs> shot. <laughs> he max get out. I would get shot. a lot shot. What about the He'd riff? break both your shoulders <sighs> just by looking at you. <laughs> what about the riff master? The riff lord. Sorry. Oh, that oh, crowbar yeah. show, crowbar at Elko. That was badass. Who else was, was on that? Was that was it was like band? fit for an autopsy. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's uh, a right. bunch of bands actually, but crowbar was so sick. It was on a weekday for me, so I had to get up like really early the next day. But <laughs> it was totally worth it. Friggin' nails at Elko. Ooh, that was good. Too, I don't think man. I saw that one, man. That was a. Fun I must one. have missed that one. Uh, did you go to I Hate God and Power Trip? Yeah, that Zone? was that was really fun nice. too, man. Oh man, I got fucked. I was fucking wasted by the time I Hate God came. <laughs> nice. On. I kind of felt it was appropriate, you know. How much feedback did they have? Oh, uh, it was just. Every other week was. I bet. Yeah, it was fine. It's the I hate God sound. This one wasn't necessarily as packed out, but for me personally, it was one of my top shows of the year. Getting to open for Ulcerate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Man, I have loved that band for such a long time, and even just getting to see them would be such a. such a great thing, but getting to open for them was was really really rad. Everybody I talked to said that show ruled. Uh, a band that we didn't expect to see this year uh, again for the second time in a row under strange and really kind of tragic circumstances. Guar at the Showbox. I know. Soto. I shed a tear at that show. Flat out. I I held it together and then until they hit Immortal Corruptor and I kind of lost it a little oh, bit. Man, I, I, w- I was pretty bummed out. I think that they did a very tasteful job of keeping things a little bit l- more low key. You know, totally. In, in I loved of, it. It was awesome. Yeah, like not going over the top with the stage stuff, but still at the same time, like, still doing it, you know? Yeah, right. Totally. Like they brought out the cuttlefish, like the severed cuttlefish, <laughs> to spray people <laughs> down. You ripped off his dick! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they paid tribute to uh, to Dave and Odorous, and it's good to see Gore coming back, and um, as we were talking about last week, I think, or the week before that, they, they just completed their first U- U.S. tour without without Dave. And things went successfully, so hopefully we'll be seeing them. And man, the the world needs Guar. Yeah, really does. 
You know, my, my favorite quote that came out of that whole thing was from Randy Blythe. Dave Brocky is the only motherfucker to ever exist that you got to put in the ground twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, rest in peace, Dave. Let's see what else. I don't know. Down. I get that would be the last one I would say. Down at the show box. That was awesome too. That was recent, like yeah. last weekend. Yeah. Or what? Like, like two weeks ago? Before last. Something yeah. like that. I don't know. It was awesome. I got really high and went to Woven Hand with Ryan. That was cool. Dude, that How was, was a fun show, man. That was actually really good. That was good. great. Max was landed at that <laughs> show. Shocking. That, that, dude w- that dude was up on the moon for that whole set. I looked over at one point, and Max just kind of had his eyes half open, kind of nodding his head, eating grin, just kind of... <laughs> I turned to him just like, Max, are you all you right? You need to get out of here, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Before we carry on with like some of the other stuff from 2014, I would like to say to anybody... Who works in the music industry, people that we've been working with, whether it's like tour managers, mostly directed towards people who work at the venues we interact with, namely, you know, Studio 7, El Corazon, The Showbox, The Highline, Crocodile. All of those guys are super cool. Yeah, Chop Suey too. Chop Suey most definitely. They, uh, you know, it's, it's thankfully, and I'm not trying to like say that, you know, we are the guys from Metal Shop, but it's the kind of thing where they don't give us any hassles. They make everything super easy for yep. us regarding stage announcements and interviews and yep, yep. and everything like that and being super pro- professional all the time and, and just being funny and good and good-natured and good-fucking people. So thank you to everybody in uh, the Seattle area and wherever else that's helped us out this year. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately we have some more news that is a, a bummer to kind of talk about, but we got to do it. And uh, there are, were a few deaths of some incredible musicians this year, and we want to pay homage to pay those artists. Yep. Yeah. So first off was uh, a couple months back, the vocalist of Static X, Wayne Static. Yeah, and uh, you know Wayne Static is a uh, as soon as we we announced that on Metal Shop, I think yeah. like maybe a couple hours after it happened, and to have received such a huge outpouring of people that were like influenced by Static X even though you know they hadn't been as influential as a band in the last few years as they were they were a multi they were a multi-platinum selling band they definitely got big around the like uprising of rock new metal like the corn limp biscuit <clears throat> papa roach era and uh it was at that time that they kind of got huge so when ba- people actually bought CDs is when they got big so it they blew up, and uh, I remember they toured with Pantera, Slayer, and Morbid Angel for the Extreme Steel Tour. Wow. And uh, that would have been a badass show to see, but... Uh, I'd go see Static X. Yeah, man. But obviously that's not going to be happening anymore. I did see Static X one time, <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately it was with a band called The Browning. But Static X was really good, so that's all i got to say about that. Uh, Rest in peace, Wayne Static. <clears throat> Somehow we made it almost halfway through the year. We made it, well... Three or four months in, um, about four months into the year before we lost a significant member of the, the metal community, and that would have been on March 23rd. As we mentioned, when we did lo- when we did lose Dave Brocky, Odorous Arungus from Gwar, uh, of an accidental opioid overdose. And I remember when we first announced that, Brian and I were both just like, there's no way this could be a drug overdose because this guy's got so much shit going on. He's like the most functional influential guy in metal yeah he's like in charge of so much we're like how could this guy function if he had a terrible drug addiction to the point where he's gonna die from it Mm. it's just so strange to see and uh i don't really obviously know him i don't think any of us do but it's one of those things where i wonder if he just 
had an accident, straight up. Yeah. Like he just didn't know what he was doing, or maybe it was something recent, or something that he just didn't, t- you know, people didn't obviously didn't know about, and uh, just straight up had an accident, and we lost, uh, we lost him at the age of fifty years old, man. Rest in peace. Yep. And uh, an artist that was not necessarily a metal musician, but he definitely influenced metal all around the world, including uh, Celtic Frost and Trypticon, was a guy by the name of H.R. Geiger, very well known um, for doing the artwork that influenced Alien and Aliens in that whole franchise. And uh, dude, He did art for so many bands, too. Yeah, he did. So Korn, Celtic Frost, uh, Dead Kennedys, Danzig. Damn. It's a lot of bands, man. Well, he did several of the Danzig records, too, so... Uh, one person that I remember when it came up that Shane, uh, Ryan made wanted us to mention was Shane Gibson from Corn. Man, in that uh, he died. For, he was the former guitar player from Corn. Died it, from a blood clotting disorder. And that was not necessarily because of Corn, but more so because of his uh, his other project, um, Stork. And you know, Shane Gibson is a really, really, really talented. Um, guitar virtuoso and uh, never really got the credit he really fully deserved and um, his project that he uh, he did with with uh, Stork is, is really worth listening to if you if you're into virtuosos every single member of that band uh, is is absolutely killer on their instrument it's a project with Thomas Lang who's quite possibly one of the best drummers in the industry today so I, I really highly recommend checking that out Shane Gibson man rest in peace yep good stuff see going ca- carrying on uh, in June or actually July, Dick Wagner, a guitar player for a, a man named Alice Cooper. Uh, one of those guys that you probably wouldn't know perhaps by name. If you do, obviously you're a big Alice Cooper fan. But he died at the age of 71. Uh, Alice Cooper, even you know, as a, as a guy who's getting older, has played with a lot of musicians. So it's the kind of thing where you know they're getting into their 60s, 70s, even even their 80s. Man, we got old metalheads out there, and that's all. I think that's awesome. So. Definitely. Uh, rest in peace, Dick Wagner from Alice Cooper. And then in late August, Tim Robbiz Williams, former bassist of Suicidal Tendencies, died from currently unknown causes. Suicidal Tendencies is certainly a band where if you play bass for that band, you got to be a real fucking great musician because they got all those slap bass parts and really groovy instrumentals and stuff. So yeah, uh, obviously totally. an incredible musician, and uh, he will definitely be missed. Tim, play- I know he only played for Suicidal for four or five years, but he was also... Um... He had gone through like the art institutes and had been a guest musician on so many different things. So, uh, yeah, obviously a, a big deal, big loss. Jack Bruce from Cream, uh, another legendary bass player, uh, also died at the age of 71 peacefully at his home uh, in late October this year. So rest in peace to Jack Bruce from uh, from Cream. On April 5th, a little bit earlier in the year, Jason McCash from a band called The Gates of Slumber, who uh, Decibel Magazine actually called one of the top 20 doom metal bands of all time. He died from currently unknown causes. Let's see here. Carrying on. Uh, Paulo Schrober from a band called Alma died at the relatively young age of 40 of, uh, of heart failure. So rest in peace to him. And I think we've got a, got a couple of left here. Yeah. People uh, we want to pay tribute to. On one that kind of hits home with the Metal Shop crew here, Jonathan Athon from Black Tusk, who is a great dude, actually partied with us a couple times. Uh, he died in a motorcycle accident. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I'll let you uh, let you take care of this last one here if you want to. Yeah, this uh, this one actually actually really, really hits home. Um, 
good friend of mine and of metal shops and of uh, the entire Northwest music community, uh, Jorge Menendez uh, from Barefoot Barnacle passed away, um, another motorcycle accident. And, uh, you know, I, I can honestly say um, without him, I would not be the musician that I am today. He's the guy that showed me how to get weird on guitar. And his band is a huge, huge influence on me and so many others. And he will be sorely missed. Rest in peace to all of those people and to all of the memories of their bands and their art and especially Jorge, who was, a, who was on this show. Yeah, in the studio here. Hanging out with us. Hilarious <clears throat> dude. Had one of the funniest senses of humor. Had, he was uh, a comedian. Yeah, he was a stand-up comedian. It's awesome. So definitely our respect goes out to all of you. All right. Let's talk about some uh, some things, some bands, uh, some some entities that... Used to be defunct, dead, quit, whatever, and came back this year. Um, at the top of the list for me, and I think for most of us, was the news late last year that At The Gates was getting back together. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, they put out a awesome record. At War With Reality? Is that what it's called? Yep, At War With okay, Reality, good. man. That's what I, okay, just making sure I'm not losing my shit. So At The Gates put out an awesome new record this year, and uh, I think we're all pretty pumped on that. Uh, an album or a band that uh, certainly defines the 90s in uh, in more senses than I can really even think of. Uh, Cold Chamber has reunited. I don't know if they're going to be doing a new record. I don't know. Did they, they say they were? I don't. I but don't they will be doing a full tour with Filter of all bands. So 90s, <laughs> 90s, 90s. And uh, so goes the end of Devil Driver. Also, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, Floor is getting back together. Ryan, one of his favorite bands. Yeah. See him always wearing his Floor shirt. Love that band. Uh, Godflesh also played Numos this year. Yeah, Justin Broderick, man. And they came out with a new record, too, so. <clears throat> They're back. F***ing heavy, man. Uh, Bloodbath, Grand Morbid Funeral. Awesome record. They had been without Michael Ackerfeld or a vocalist for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I'm being a metal journalist. Can't remember the name of the guy who was uh, replacing him. But the record is awesome super heavy super riffy very catchy uh if you don't have it yet don't fuck up go get it it's awesome and it was in uh it rounded out one of the uh top 10 it was one of the top 10 of 2014 which we will get into right yeah, let's let's get into that here in a few more minutes let's talk about Sounds a couple of uh, the uh let's talk about some of the bands that broke up so some of the reunions we just read off bleeding through played their last seattle show at El Corazon. It was a good show. I remember seeing those guys many times at the old Graceland. You can't hide from this. Himsa and the Killswitch Engage and all all of those bands. Metalcore. So rest in peace, Bleeding Through. We talked about earlier uh, Brutal Truth called it quits this year after Dan Lilker, Lilker retired from music at the age of 50. Damn. 50. Man, I wonder if he's just going to get like six months in and go... I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chimera is a band that almost broke up so many times, but the singer Mark, he just kind of he got grouped. left. Yep, he got left. Everyone left him. He tried to he tried to reform and reform and reform and reform, and finally he just kind of just got left, and he didn't want to continue going on with a skeleton of a band. So they're done. We've been talking about how a bot, a bot, whatever you want to call him has been battling with members of his fellow members of Immortal over the band title Immortal. I guess we could officially say <laughs> they're pretty much it's done. It's probably done. So yeah. we'll, we'll uh, 
Time of death, 2014, we'll call that. Immortal is no longer immortal. <laughs> immortal has reached the end. I don't know. Who, who f***ing knows, man? Maybe they'll just be called Mortal now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, half the time, most of these bands get back together anyway. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Wave enough money in front of their faces. One band I guarantee you won't be getting back together is a band called Noctmistium. Unless Blake Judd's not in the project. Blake Judd's antics this year have been... Clowning. Like, record-level hilarious. <laughs> like, just epic trolling... And lying and fucking stealing and cheating and just being an all-around bag. Uh, Blake Judd, you really, you really outdid yourself this year, man. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Uh, also, Devil Driver, uh, they've broken up. I'm not sure if it's officially it's broken up. It's a hiatus, up, is it? I think. Okay, so it's a hiatus because Dez is now focusing more on Coal Chamber, which the rest of his band's like, what the f***, dude? And they're like, see you later. We quit, all, we, we quit our day jobs Have for this shit. F*** you. Uh, X Dale, members of Cataclysm, finally they finally realized that X Dale was a bad idea. <laughs> that band sucks. And they should focus on Cataclysm, the good portion of their band. War metal. Uh, they Cataclysm came to t- uh, Seattle a couple of times this year. Caught them uh, one of those times. The second time I f- showed up late and missed it. <sighs> Actually, no, I showed up late and missed it because they didn't play the show. Because they remember their guitar player was having a kid. Like, yeah, it had a kid scheduled to be on the way in the middle of their fucking tour, and we were like, "Why would you just not? Can you just book the tour around the kid, please?" No, but hey, man, lesson learned. I said, "Hey, hey, hey man, he's trying to make some money. He's got a kid on the way." Massacre broke up this year. Sad to see. Several others actually. And pestilence, the faceless. Yep, faceless the is done. Pestilence and the faceless. Well, I guess the faceless. Is holding on. They haven't announced it. It's the one guy still in it, I guess. It'll be my, a yeah. solo basement project. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But that's uh, that's it for the uh, bands that broke up this year. If there's any others, uh, I don't f***ing care. You weren't important enough for us to talk I about on say, a podcast. Like, uh, find, find, send me a message on Facebook, but I really don't care. Forgot about your one friend's basement band. Yeah. Oh, sorry. They should have broken up years ago. <laughs> Real quick, without spending too much time on these, except for one of them, biggest disappointments of the year. First one off the bat, the new Slayer single, Implode. Remember that? Yeah. Kind of a turd. I think we played it like once or twice. It was all right. It sounds like they just mailed it in. Yeah. Implode. Like they needed to just have something out in order to remain relevant or to like keep a label happier. Plop. They didn't... F- <laughs> they were like, here's a single... And then silence for the rest of the year. No news of a new record. They did like a three-week-long tour with Suicidal Tendencies and Exodus. And that was it for them. So uh, hopefully we'll hear more from Slayer uh, in in the next year. Dude, that Darkest Hour record. I I haven't really listened to Darkest Hour much lately. Ian's a huge fan of theirs, or at least was. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I feel like every other record of theirs is awesome, and for some reason they lived up to it again. The Human Romance is one is probably yeah that's, that's the one you always it's jocked. probably my favorite Darkest Hour record, and so I was looking forward to maybe some type of fucking evolution out of it. All right, or something or devolution interesting. Devolution is yeah. what happened. I don't know, but what happened is that they put out a really <laughs> shitty fucking record. <laughs> so bad, and it was like the one of the records I was looking most forward to this it, year. It, so. it sounded like something a tray you would do back in like yeah. late nineties, early 2000s. I remember we, as we were awful. listening, we were listening to the songs, and then we all just kind of stopped and like looked around at each other, <laughs> like, "What the? <laughs> f- Turn that shit off." Anyway, so that's one of them. Uh, in Turn Flames, it off. I think we got the In Flames record 
didn't even open it. I it's, listened to it online, man. We oh. listened to one of the songs. We got the CD in the mail, and it's still sitting no, in the plastic I, somewhere I, in the fucking. I remember. Mess I remember how you. this went. I walked in, and Ian said, "Dude, have you got? Has anybody listened to the new In Flames yet?" And I just said, "Yeah, I listened to two songs. Just how was it?" And I just got really bummed out. I couldn't even bring myself. <laughs> yeah, I saw the look on his face, it. and I was just like, mm, "I'm not trying to put myself up to that." <laughs> Let's so put that over bad. here. That's awesome. And of Last course, but not least, yeah, the oh dude God. Tim Lambesis uh. from Azalea Dying being found guilty. It's not a disappointment that he was found guilty. It's just a disappointment of that guy's fucking life. Yeah, and his wife and his kids yeah. and the rest of his band, I think, and, is the one thing re- that we can. We retired agree that on. band from Metal Shop this it's year. true. And they, all that's a big other thing. Tim Lambesis was projects. It, were, did we retire it or yeah. did we fucking banish it? Yeah. We, we banished any yeah, 86 motherfucker. Yeah. 86 there. Yeah, that's what it was. They, we yeah. 86 it. That's what it was. <laughs> Get out of here, bitch. So they got 86. And we never really came to a consensus. Are we still doing Austrian Death Machine? No. 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 It's no. the same thing, right? No. Remember that he did that Kickstarter Christian for Christian yeah. wife killer. Aust- Austrian douche machine. So in six years, you'll hear the new Aust- Austrian death machine. You Christian wife killing steroid using motherfucker. Real talk, though, like, uh, <laughs> I feel super bad for the rest of his band. I think that's that's the biggest, other than his children not having their father anymore. You know, you can get in an argument with your ex-wife. That's nothing new. But the, the like the other people in your band that, like, built their whole fucking careers around this, like, Grammy-winning band. Yep. That was yeah. making a lot of money. But they're continuing on, man. They got the new project Woven War, and they're doing big tours of the periphery and stuff. Yeah. It seems like they're doing what they yeah, want to do. But, you know, Yo, it's the but, kind of thing but, where, uh, like... Hold, hold up. More real talk? Don't hire a cop to k- try to kill your wife. Don't hire anyone to try and kill your wife. Just For real. Kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the f***? And what? what? We play f***ing stripped, raped, and strangled by cannibal <laughs> corpse, and nobody says anything. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was like kill, I thought that was like kill bang Mary. Yeah, okay, Strangle that's what we'll call it. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> uh, shout out to some of our awesome local bands that we had in the studio this year. Uh, Zoth blew our minds. Man, that band uh, kind of formed out of the ashes of um, Falgaron. Yeah. What was that? What were they called uh, before that? Falgaron and Phlegathon is what they were called before that. Before they got threatened. By some Euro band that already had that name. Flegathon? We will sue you. That's his other name, Flegathon. We are Flega. Okay, well then we're called Falgaron. F*** you. Yep. Now we're called Zoth, so f*** you twice. <laughs> uh, Perception, great thrash band that we had in the studio recently. They're really cool. And they put out a demo, I think it was like in June, and it sounds so banging. Yeah, we'll play some of that on Yo, Metal Shop tonight. Big props to Brainscraper. That album yes. rules. That band is so goddamn good. Big, big ups to all the dudes in that band, too, for being awesome, awesome, hysterical individuals. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of bands we're probably forgetting, but another one that uh, really, really did a great job this year is Stealing Axion after, uh, they what, 2012? 2011, 2012 was their last one, right? Yep. And uh, these guys put a ton of time into that record, so go get the new Stealing Axion one, too. And this time I actually do care, so if there is a local band that we're missing, feel free to seriously hit us up on Facebook. Let us know. Wounded Giant. Wounded Giant. These are just a few of our favorites. Yep. Yeah, dude. From this year. And really, from in my opinion, I'm so looking forward to the new Theories record in 2015. Yep. Swamp Heavy, too, put out a really good oh, yeah. album this year, man. Uh, who else? Wilt? Did we, we had a- uh, yep. Wilt, man. We had, uh, yeah, that Wilt record's awesome. We had Un in here this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Good dudes. Um, We need to get so Numb sure. back in here, too, and get oh, some yeah. of that new Numb on- Yeah, dog. That Ryan's working on. Yep, just about done. We're about two weeks out. So, shout out to some of the local bands out there. 
how uh how do you guys want to carry on? I don't know. Well, let's just have the main event here. Why don't we just uh? Oh, it's top twenty metal albums of twenty fourteen. We don't need to get too in depth with this. Yeah, we don't need any to get fancy, but let's let's go backwards and kind of read it around. Even we can even include Max in it. All right, Ian. Why don't you start it I'll off? I'll start with number twenty. Number twenty. Ringworm. Hammer of the Witch. These guys are crushingly heavy, and if you ever are having a day, or if you're stuck in traffic and you need to get some out, put on the Ringworm record, Hammer of the Witch. That's one of the records that I got on vinyl this year. Yo, friggin' 19 body counts, manslaughter. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of ice tea. There you go. That record's tough as all hell if you're looking to get a little bit thug and, uh... It, get a little get ignorant, honestly. Yeah, get a little ignorant. It's pretty fucking ignorant. Hell yeah, it's a great record. Number 18, we got Sanctuary, The Year the Sun Died. Yeah. It's been, uh, it was like 20 years since they came out with the record. I mean, even more than that. It was and, like 25 or 26, yep. yeah. And uh, these dudes reformed from the ashes of Nevermore and came out with a record that was a banger. And it was on Century Media Records, and that is at number 18, a local band, Sanctuary, The Year the Sun Died. And they brought us Cherry Pie. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, number 17, yeah. Obituary with... Man, I can't read that right. Inked in blood, dude. Inked in blood. <laughs> How do you, you obviously know? don't know this record. record so Max, good. I can't even see your eyes. Open your eyes up a little bit, man. You're I like know. So high, your eyes are like squinted shut. I bro. mean, you did go see them live. I did see them live. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you do know the band. Yeah. I know the band. Okay. Relapse. Relapse had a bunch of good records this year, man. Obituary. That's one of them for sure. Paul Bearer, the hoodie that Ryan's wearing right now. Nice. A bunch of people put Paul Bearer at number one. We've got him coming in at number sixteen with their record "Foundations of Burden." Um, that band is uh, imp- very impressively interesting for a doom band in my book because it's not like my favorite genre or mm-hmm. subgenre. Dude, that album, but is it is awesome. Good. Yeah, it's very intricate and interesting. And I, should we talk a little bit about before we hit number fifteen, like how we put together our metal shop? Yeah, man. Like I'm- just simply, a lot of it has to do with how much of these we actually played on metal shop, the yeah. actual radio show, and how so- many requests we got. What not? So th- this should be said um, and kept in mind. It's it's uh, a lot of the, a lot of the albums that you know we'd like to play don't necessarily get that much airplay. Mostly because you know time constraints and it's not necessarily the kind of thing that should be well, or. Could and we be can only on play radio, it once a week you know? anyway, and that's you know not very often. And so <laughs> there, there's only so much that we can do, and um, so it's you know based off of. All that stuff. Uh, well, yeah, and mostly, literally, just how much we played it on Metal Shop, and uh, how much, I mean, how many requests we got for it, how much popularity and good feedback we got for it. So take that with a grain of salt. All of our di- lists are different individually, I'm sure, and they're probably different from you when you as you're listening to this right now. But uh, fuck it, number fifteen, man, let's carry on. Number fifteen, Vader's Tibby et Igni, Death Metal. Yeah, there you Masters. go. Masters. And uh, number 14 was the return of Unearth doing a metalcore album that actually killed it, man. It was called Watchers of Rule, and I listened to it a bunch. It was awesome. Kind of underrated record. Number 13, um, Judas Priest, Redeemer of Souls. Bring in the classics. I'm just really bummed I didn't get to see that live show. I don't know. Hopefully it'll happen again. They said it's going to. Like they're gonna have another live show. They can't not. It's the reunion after the reunion after the final show reunion. Y- y- Judas show. Priest is one of those bands that are gonna go for a long. Time. I hope so. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. They need to carry on. Uh, number twelve, Overkill, White Devil Armory, uh, New York, New Jersey, bastards. Overkill, man, they're bringing the thrash to the list on uh, Metal Shop's top twenty. 
All right, and number 11, Anal Nothrock with Deseratum. Desideratum. Desideratum. That's not a real word. (laughs) That's not a word. Crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, that that record is actually really awesome, man. I I really like that band. Crushing. Good stuff. And uh, number 10, an instrumental metal band called Animals as Leaders, Tosin Abasi. Totally shredding. They killed it at Studio 7 this year, as well as El Corazon. The Joy of Motion is the name of that record that's coming in at number 10 on the list. Goat Horror at number 9, Constricting Rage of the Merciless. These guys are unrelentingly awesome. I love Brutal Thrash. Just anything f***ing heavy is f***. Number 8, Slipknot, point five, The Great Chapter. That, I, I gave it a thumbs up. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was the right amount of DJ like scratching. It was a return to form. Five or six years since uh, they came out with their last record. They had a couple lineup changes. They lost their drummer as well as their bassist, and uh, they came back heavier than ever. What do we at here? Number seven? Number seven, Arch Enemy, War Eternal with the new vocalist, and uh, just good stuff, man. New Arch Enemy record definitely has to be within the top ten. Metal shop. I want to hear new Arch Enemy like the next record with, with Loomis. Loomis on. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's gonna be epic. All right, next up is number six with Bloodbath's Grand Morbid Funeral. Now that record was a freaking crusher and a half, man. I, I was really excited to hear more Bloodbath. Now, gr- granted, didn't have the stellar vocal stylings of Michael Ackerman. Yeah, it's different, but but, but it's still awesome. absolutely excellent. Very well-deserved spot at number six. All right, fellas, we're going to crack number five with Mastodon. Once more around the sun. These guys came and played the Showbox Soto this year, and uh, they hung out with us again for some strange reason. They actually, they like us. They really like us. (laughs) If I got to pick the one album that I listened to the most that year, it was probably Mastodon. It's a great record. Um, but uh, a, a second to that record would probably be Crowbar's Symmetry in Black, which yeah. is coming in at number four. Such a fucking awesome record. And uh, we saw them as well this year. And Kirk is now has a newly refocused goal to make Crowbar his number one and his love and his passion. And he continues on. And it was fucking awesome. Yeah, he's out of down. So it's uh, that's, that's all he got. <laughs> number three. Who's got it? Cannibal Corpse, Skeletal Domain. Yeah, dude. It's Corpse. It's Corpse. It's uh, it's it's not boring. It's not just the same old Corpse. It's crushing. It's f***ing heavy. And uh, it's kind of catchy in some spots. While I'm listening to you crushing people's skulls with the brick. Catchy like chlamydia. <laughs> Catch the Corpse. And then number two, the return of At The Gates. Hell yes. Their first album since 1995. They reunited and they came back, much like Carcass did last year. Uh, but they came back with At War With Reality, and it's a fucking banger. Sweden! Right. So if you're sitting there thinking, what's number one? And you're thinking about all of these records that we didn't have on the list so far. The one that deserves, we think, to be at the top the most, a band that... Has a lot of surviving power, to say the least. A band oh, yeah. by the name of Behemoth. Fuck yeah. With the record The Satanist. And I think most of us, kind of when we heard about this record last year, we were all like, man, that's going to be the number one record of 2014. And it is. Uh, for so many reasons. Uh, no, you know, Obviously, it's Behemoth. They, in and of themselves, combine a lot of really awesome... Some of the most awesome elements of metal in general. They are... 
seriously, sincerely scary kind of about what the f- they are talking about. And oh, it's, yeah. It's not a joke to them, and I think that kind of shines through a lot. So, Awesome record. Gladner Gall's doing well. And as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, his book is coming out uh, late March of next year. So we'll see what he's actually got to say for himself. Sweet. So that was it, man. 2014. Let's look forward to 2015, dude. Yeah. Anything in 2015 that you guys can think of off the top of your heads? It's coming up. There's got some new. <laughs> yeah, it's soon. That's true. Napalm Death. Oh yeah, the Napalm Torch. Death show. New Armageddon. Ooh, shout out to the Iron Reagan EP that came out this yeah. year. Also, just had to. Electric get that Wizard in. too. Earth. All kinds of good Dude, stuff. There's so many good records that we didn't get yeah. to talk about, but we'll talk about them on Metal Shop this week. And uh, uh, you guys got anything else to say? Final words for 2014. Hey, 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 smoke weed every day. Thanks for listening to a Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, and we'll be back next year. Peace, motherfuckers. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.